Hey, this is Saya. This is Jay. And this is Oscar. You're listening to Nerd Spice, a show where we taste and discuss the different flavors of mainstream nerd culture. Thanks for visiting our corner of the internet, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, so let's talk about in-game. But before we do that, uh, we can go ahead and introduce ourselves. So, as always, I'm Saya. And who am I joined with today? Hi, everybody. I'm Oscar. So we don't have Jamal today, and I don't know if he's going to pop into the episode later. But for now, it's just going to be the two of us. So you're getting a nice glass of OJ. That's so dumb. Like, I gotta keep it interesting. It, it would still be it would still be OJ if it was me and Jamal. Like, what would you say when it was just you and Jamal? I don't know, like jam or something, jam and juice, <laughs> Jamba juice, <laughs> Jamba juice. <laughs> but yeah, it's just us today, and we're here to talk about Avengers Endgame, which came out over the weekend. It's kind of a big deal. I mean, it made okay money, about a billion dollars. Okay, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's pretty small for a movie site. It was about it was about one point two billion dollars that yes. it made in like its opening weekend, and it's been like what four days? Like it's only been four days. Price. I think it was like eight hundred million something overseas. Like. I get it, like, these movies are a big deal and all, but just hearing that amount of money in a weekend is, it's absurd. I must be, I must be, like, too poor to, (laughs) you know, people were making a big deal about Aquaman making a billion dollars in its entire run, and this is a billion dollars in a weekend. Like, can you imagine the scale? I can't wrap my head around it. It's just too much. It's kind of weird. It gives me anxiety a little bit, because it's like, oh, it made a billion dollars, and you're like, man, that's a lot. But then you hear a movie that's like, oh, it made fifteen million dollars, and you're like, oh, that's okay, but it's still fifteen million dollars. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> that's more money than we're going to see in a minute. Excuse me, unless we hit the lottery. Uh, I'm about to marry rich. I don't know about you, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that luxury. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's not get off track. <laughs> but all right, so let's jump into the appearance. And so with the appearance, of course, this is following up Infinity War, so we can touch on our feelings of Infinity War and how we were feeling going into Endgame, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you can go ahead and start. Yeah, so appearance deals with like how we felt before Infinity, like before um, Endgame and, and how it relates to the, the marketing and all that. And Yeah, and, our and then like your feelings with Infinity, Infinity War and all that. Okay, so I don't want to get um, too into my feelings about Infinity War because I just, I felt so underwhelmed with Infinity War. Like, I'm one of those people that just did not like Infinity War. I think it was a good entry, but I just, there was just so much that I was so frustrated with and I was just annoyed with. And just the whole concept, like, not to shit on fans or anything, but I was just so tired when people were like, I was crying in the theaters because people got dusted. And I was like, why? Like, you know, they're coming back. <laughs> um, and that's like a really snobby thing of me to say. And like, really, it, it, it might be like very terrible to walk up to someone and be like, you shouldn't be crying because of these fictional characters. They're coming back in the next movie. But whatever. Infinity War did not leave a good taste in my mouth. Um, the trailers for Endgame, the first trailer, I was like, 
I was kind of hyped. I was I was like, okay, this is this is going places. I'm excited. I think it was like Tony was in space and and everybody was freaking out about that. And, and it was very sad shots of the Avengers like after the in the aftermath and what was going on. And it's like, um, yeah, this could be pretty interesting. I was like, I was curious to see how they were going to do the end game, like what it entitled. Um, and then the the second trailer came out and Tony was in space again. But then two seconds later, Tony wasn't in space he was with the rest of the avengers and that just set me all the way off i was like really guys you're gonna like it was a small thing but it's like you're gonna introduce this huge plot point of tony being like man i might die in space i'm like super stranded i'm i'm if i don't see you again gwyneth paltrow i forgot her name um oh pepper (laughs) Potts. yeah (laughs) i did i forgot her name Um, he's like, if I don't see you again, just know that I love you or whatever. And I'm like, right. oh, that's so tragic. And then two scenes later, he's right there with the rest of the Avengers. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I figured it was happening in the movie, but they still could have kept like some yeah. type of mystery about it. Yeah. But, you yeah, know. I get what you mean. I, I like that they had a few um, scenes from previous movies. Like they had Thor's red cape. They had Iron Man's red suit from Iron Man 1. They had Captain America. I liked that aspect of the marketing uh i didn't like that was a really nice touch yeah and 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 i like that they really didn't go too much in depth with the the plot of the film but if you've been paying attention you'd realize that you know when they show ant-man is coming back and you know what ant-man is about and you know about the quantum realm then you can kind of connect the dots but not a lot of people would do that so i think they they kind of also kept it a little bit vague Uh in that sense um so overall for me hype going into endgame was not that big i was like it's gonna be another money maker for marvel it's gonna be another big disney film let's get this over with like yeah let's do it and i was like i i was so disillusioned by infinity war that i was like let's just get this over with and see how it goes because i was not i wasn't that hyped for it to be Mm -hmm. real um but yeah what were your thoughts about it i'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to like infinity war i really like infinity war it gives me a star wars type feel that the marvel movies typically don't give like something that's like really grand and it feels like it's involved in a lot of things and so you're Mm. seeing little plots like play out with different characters like over the course of two and a half hours um and i think it did a really good job with introducing thanos fully but also giving us like his purpose, giving us enough backstory as to why he's doing what he's doing, and then keeping the stakes like rolling. Like once they got, it seems like from the very first act, like it was just fastening your seatbelts were going at like eighty-eight miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like so, what like Infinity War you, was? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's yeah, like it's, it's like once you get into your seat, you know, there's no stopping. Mm-hmm. And so whereas with Endgame it was kind of a little slower and it took its time to get to where it needed to go. Infinity War pretty much started out at the high end and it just like stayed there until it mm-hmm. came crashing down in like the last five seconds. Um and so I liked Infinity War, came out of it liking it. I think the Russos do a really good job jobs with the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, 
of the ones they've done, Civil War is not my favorite. It's still okay, but I think they do pretty good jobs, especially with so many characters. Like, they're able to still give characters their shining moments, even though they focus on, like, maybe, you know, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, characters like that, Mm -hmm. for the most part. And so, with Endgame, I mean, it seemed like the wait went by really quick, too. Because when Infinity War came out, it's like, oh, well, in games next year. And that was around the time of, like, graduation and stuff. So I was like, all right. And then here we are. And so the wait, to me, didn't really feel too long. Um, mm. And that's also because we've had so many So many movies super, coming out. <laughs> superhero movies coming out. So things kind of went by. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was hyped for Endgame. The trailers were really good. I like that it gave the sense of gravitas but also the sense of like heavy weight to it mm-hmm. the marketing for endgame to me even though i don't want to say it it felt like something that people kind of criticized dc for but in more of a way that was palatable for them so it's like you know dc movies are typically like everybody thinks of them as dark right uh-huh. so endgame yeah. to me was kind of like it's a dark that the general public was more ready to digest, you know, yeah. and it was different from the typical popcorn fun fanfare that we normally get with these movies. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was really excited to see the direction that they were taking with it. They definitely had like less jokes in the trailers than we're used to. And in, in these Marvel uh, trailers where, like I think even in Infinity War, they they had some quips with um, Peter Quill and Iron Man. It's like, oh, we're gonna see these characters interact because it was like the the novelty of it all. Right. But in this, they were like trying to lock it down. This this is a serious moment, and it's gonna be very serious. There might be less jokes. Um, there might be less humor. Not that there wasn't any humor in the movie. There's some humor in there, but yeah. with the marketing, it was definitely a little bit. Um, you know, like get ready because this is the last movie for a lot of these heroes. And, you know, this is the the end of an era and it definitely felt like that yeah, going into the movie. And I mean, you're right. Cause even from the marketing, it felt like this was the last Marvel movie, at least for a while. Of course they'll still make movies because they make so much yeah. money, but I mean- for the time <laughs> being, it felt like it was the, like the legit end of a franchise uh-huh. that they started like a decade ago. Until you see Spider-Man in a few months. <laughs> exactly. <Let's go. laughs> I, was like, I was like, Sony should have just held off on doing Spider-Man for a bit to kind of give us that feeling of, man, this is over. Yeah. They should have just not marketed it <laughs> at all until after Endgame. And then once Endgame is order- over, they could have just like released a trailer. Been like, oh, by the way, Spider-Man, LOL. You mean the same marketing plan that wonder woman did and everybody was like it's not there i'm not going there but (laughs) but no yeah they could have waited to market it but um so yeah that was the appearance so i think we were kind of in the same boat in terms of the anticipation for the movie uh let's jump into some ingredients of it and so we don't really have to get too heavy into it because it's coming from infinity wars everything's pretty much the same these are characters we've known and, and loved for a while. And then some new characters like Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, well, we could talk about who, Captain Marvel. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people, um, 
are going to be excited to see her like coming off of her own solo film right. they're going to be like oh i want to see what she does she's such this she's this really like badass super powered person in this universe and you're really expecting her to like kick some ass and she does like she holds her own and and she really makes a big impact in the in the in the in the fight scenes that we see but i think um overall the, the focus was on the original avengers yeah and they you know the actors they're they're doing a great job as always we've seen them for 11 years now like 12 years what is it <laughs> like, is... well they officially been well it's been 11 years but if we're counting just the first avengers movie it's been seven years with them as like yeah. a team so oh yeah yeah so we're all we're all pretty much used to how they work i think the the russo brothers have found a, a good um what is it a good balance of how to tell the stories with all these heroes and characters as you were talking before and, and giving them each their moment to shine. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's especially nice with, with, um, with the characters that we've known, they introduced us to this whole concept of having a shared universe. Like the first Avengers movie was that big a deal. And these uh, six heroes were icons and they still are. Right. Um, I, I think yeah, ingredients. It was, it was pretty good. Um, objectively, they had good score. I like. They had some some good. When when they went into the the Guardians of the Galaxy world, I want to say Guardians of the Galaxy world, but when they went <laughs> into that planet, yeah, yeah. To, to see Peter Quill and they had the little soundtrack playing over it. I and I thought that was like a, a good moment. Mm -hmm. You know, like it makes sense. It's like, oh, we're seeing the other perspective of what happened there. Exactly. Um, Storytelling wise, I think there are some plot holes or maybe I just maybe I'm not like smart enough to get everything that was going on. But I was like, in terms of the time travel, I, I felt like there were some plot holes that we can address. Mm -hmm. And and one thing I do want to talk about in ingredients, um, just because it was bugging me, it was there there. They made they they released so many articles. They were like MCU's first LGBT character on screen. Oh my god. <gasps> it's such a big deal. Oh my god. And they interviewed the the Russo brothers like, "How do you feel giving such representation to LGBT community?" And they're like, "Oh, it's super important for us. Super important. You know, we love the LGBT community." And then you go and you watch the movie and it's like one guy <laughs> who doesn't have a name played by one of the Russo brothers. Um and he's like, yeah, I went on a date and he cried and I cried. And that's it. He just says like the pronoun twice, like the he, him pronoun, like twice. Yeah. And that's the first on-screen LGBT character in MCU. I know Valkyrie's bisexual, according to Tessa Thompson, but that's not representation if you have to say it outside of um, you know, outside of the movie. Yeah. I think that bothered me a little bit. I was like, really? It took you 22 movies and this is all you can give us. You didn't even give you didn't even give him like a like like an actual two men or two women hugging and kissing or something or being affectionate toward each other. It's just like, yeah, I went on a date with a guy. Yeah, and I mean, it could have showed more, but I think what made it worse was the fact that people were blowing it out of proportion. Exactly. Like, like we were really about to see something. Not saying we had to see, like, you know, really intricate stuff or, like, dating and things like that, but yeah. just the way they were going about it. <laughs> I think I think the... the um the one time that LGBT representation caught me off guard and it was a good thing was in Star Trek where one of the main characters, I think he came home 
it was like one of the recent Star Trek movies. I already forgot them, but yeah, I remember this specifically. Because, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember this specifically because it was a good, it was a good moment, mm-hmm. and it was like one of the main characters. You don't really expect him to, you know, have much of a backstory or anything. Uh, he there, the planet is dying or something, and then he goes and he hugs his partner, and you immediately understand that's his partner. Yeah, that they're in a relationship together, and that was. That was a great moment, and they didn't—they didn't really hype it up. They didn't say this is biggest LGBT representation in the world, and blah blah blah. <laughs> but you know, this happens with every Disney movie lately. That that everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, there's a uh, there's lesbians in Finding Dory," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's called Ellen DeGeneres, and she's the main <laughs> character." But no, it's like a scene with two women who are looking into a baby carriage, or there's they're like, "Oh my god, there's a there's a gay in Beauty and the Beast," and it's like. Yeah, his name is LeFou, which translates to the fool. So thanks for that, Disney. And he was crushing after a guy that was like very hyper masculine. Yeah. yeah, it was very bad. It was very bad. It was it was very bad. So, oh my god. But I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm done with ranting with that. I think <laughs> um outside of that, the Russo brothers did a it's an objectively good film. Mm-hmm. Like it's it can stand on its own and it was um it it was very well you can tell that they they put a lot of energy and effort into making sure everything fit well the cgi was good the score was good some of the action scenes were really good which we can get into um the the fight sequences like the hand-to-hand combat with captain america Mm -hmm. that that was very i had fun with that that was very good um that was good and it felt kind of like a like a throw i mean it was kind of a throwback to the old captain america movies Mm -hmm. but it did feel like natural to see it in this movie um yeah i i enjoyed that i i i think they did a good job with this movie yeah i think the russo brothers they always have a good relationship with their director of photography like whoever they get to actually shoot their movies is really good like the scenes they feel stylized but not in a way that's over saturated and like hollywoodness mm-hmm. you know and especially with like blending the visuals into the scenes the visual effects team did really well too i thought they did great um the score was pretty good i have to listen to it again to actually pinpoint the moments in the movie uh Uh the marvel scores not that they're bad but it's kind of hard for me to listen to them because sometimes scores are really good but then i really do like scores that remind me of the scene like scores that are really distinct like Han- Hans Zimmer, he's a yeah. Hans Zimmer is really great. Hans Zimmer, like, you can hear a Hans track, and even if it's you don't just know, immediately recognize. Yeah, it. even if you don't know the exact scene in a movie, you know what it is. You know, mm-hmm. and so the Marvel scores tend to fall a little short. Um, Alan Silvestri, who was one of the composers for, I think he did the first Avengers and Infinity War, and I want to say he did Endgame. I'm not sure, but he did really well with the those scores and so if he did the score for endgame then that was really great too um mm. and whoever did the score if he didn't do it was really great but yeah i think the ingredients for the movie it really came together well um mm-hmm. especially when they had to when they did the time travel stuff and they went back to scenes from the previous movies they blended it well so it seemed like they were actually there um, yeah but i mean that seems to be a pretty not easy thing to do, but it seems like something that's manageable enough because we've seen enough movies and TV shows where they've used that concept and it works out fine. 
and this is expected for such a big big budget movie right. you know this is so uh, this is no joke they 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 had a lot of money for this <laughs> and they're making a lot of money <laughs> so so i'm expecting the best <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so those are the ingredients so why don't we hop in uh, oh what are you saying Oh, I, I wanted I wanted to give a shout out to the song at the end with Captain America dancing with um, Peggy. Oh yeah, that was a great song. The, oh my, it, it's called "It's Been a Long, Long Time," and I think when they closed it out, that made me more emotional than like some of the previous scenes when they closed out the movie on that song. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Wow, that is," because uh, it feels so so comforting and just the the lyrics that it's been such a long time and i've dreamt of you often and you think man captain america finally gets his girl he finally gets his dance he finally gets to live there with her um not thinking about any of the plot holes or implications <laughs> that that has but, you know. the, implica- <laughs> <laughs> the power that that has the implications <laughs> that that has like but it was a good i i liked it and especially those that kind of um, like 50 songs. I don't know if it's from the 50s, whatever. Um, that kind of music to close out a movie feels very old time Hollywood. Like it's it, it, like classic movies like to close out on, on that kind of soundtrack. And I, yeah. and I enjoyed it. Um, and it kind of made me stick around a little bit longer into the end credits, mm-hmm. uh, even though I knew there wasn't an end credit scene. So I was like, this is a nice song. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going <laughs> to you know, be here in my emotions. I... But yeah, that, that was I really enjoy like older music, like especially like mm-hmm. older jazz music. Like something about it, it seems like to it seems like it's able to transcend or take you somewhere. Like it takes you somewhere different. It makes me feel like I'm in another place mm-hmm. when I listen to it. And so mm-hmm. that scene, having that scene at the end with the music, I think it was it was a really good way to close out the movie. I won't say there's a perfect way to close a movie, but the way they did it. I was satisfied. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. That was pretty good. All right. Let's get into the heart of the movie. And we can go wherever we need to, because apparently that's what they did in a movie. They went- <laughs> <laughs> it was. We can, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. Like, Let's just say <laughs> So, in the words of, in the words of the great... Tenth Doctor. There was a lot of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff timey-wimey going in this stuff. movie. Yes. Um, and that was one thing that kind of, I'll say, in my first viewing of it, that kind of put me off a bit, mm-hmm. just because I was like, okay, you're using time travel, and so when you think of time travel in like movies and TV shows, you're right. You're like, okay, there's a certain set of rules that you follow. You can't break these rules. Otherwise, mm-hmm. something bad's really about to happen. And in my first viewing, I think I was more put off by the fact that they used it, that I didn't really pick up on the fact that they kind of fixed it, even though they still kind of left it open at the end. Uh, the second viewing, I was a little more okay with it. I just figured this is what they're doing. So, Wait, you already watched it twice? Yeah, I went. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, you were quiet about that. You didn't even say anything. So yeah, like seeing it the first time with the time travel stuff, I was like, uh-huh. "All right, this is weird, but they can do it." And then the second time, I was a little more okay with it because they did kind of fix everything in the end, except for Captain America going back in time. And I have some thoughts on that, but I'll let you 
go and give your opinions about the time travel stuff. So I, I just didn't really, so leading up to Endgame, there's a bunch of theories about Doctor Strange using the time stone to do this and that. And like, people were like, oh, they're going to travel back in time to collect the stones. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. I kept thinking they're just going to go back in time to collect one stone and prevent Thanos from ever having the gauntlet in the first place Mm -hmm. and preventing this whole thing. I don't know how that would happen. Or I thought they were going to, um, I thought Dr. Strange sent this stone into the future and the Avengers in the future received it. And then they used it to go back in time to defeat Thanos. And I I don't know, but it ended up being an Ant-Man quantum mechanics kind of situation. Uh, The, the way that they explained it was really, it was weird. I was expecting a, like a Terminator or a Harry Potter three kind of time travel where mm. everything that happens has happened yeah, and you're not messing with the time stream. But what they ended up doing was more of a, like a multiple timelines kind of situation. Right. It felt like every time they went back in time, that's just another timeline possibility. And they're, they're from timeline a and they went to timeline B and then timeline C and it just it felt weird because it felt like they could do whatever they want and they wouldn't have to face the repercussions you know like like in in back to the future they he would change one thing he would say something wrong and then suddenly his siblings disappeared or his you know or he started to die and he would never have been born in the first place but with this it just felt like they went back in time and started changing so much. Like Loki ended up getting the space stone. I was curious. Which I don't know if that's if that's continue. That's like in continuity. Yeah, because I know. <laughs> I think. I mean, he did get away between Avengers One and Thor: The Dark World at some point. I don't know how he got yeah. away. So you can kind of explain it that way. You but could say that that's how. But. It's. I mean, it was still weird. Like on paper, going back to different points in time, grabbing mm-hmm. the Infinity Stone using the Infinity Stone in your timeline, and then going back to that specific moment to return it, it makes yeah. sense. But in execution, like like I said, the first time I saw it, it just felt a little messy to me. Like, yeah. just the way and, they were executing it. And it was like, um, what was it? And there's that whole part where Captain America says, Hail Hydra to the Hydra agents, because we now know they're Hydra. And it's like, does that mean that in that timeline, they think that Captain is on their side? So they're just going to be like, they're going to walk up to him and be like, Hail Hydra. And he's going to be like, wait, what? And they're going to be like, wait, what? And then f- shit's going to happen earlier than it should have. Is, is that what's going to happen? And and then Tony Stark has a heart attack in that timeline. So, you know, it wasn't like a severe heart attack, but still it's something. I don't know. You know, a lot of things happen. And then what what got to me the most, like what just kind of annoyed me a little bit was when the Hulk was asking, um, you know, Dr. Strange mentor. Mm. I don't know her name. She's uh, just the ancient one. The ancient one. That's her name. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, give me the time stone, please. And she's <laughs> like, you can't mess with the time stream, honey. It's like super illegal or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, but my good friend, Dr. Strange, says that I could. And she's like, oh, well, in that case, here you go. And it's like, really? Like, I don't. She had the time stone. She could have seen this kind of situation going on. And if 
I don't know. I you know what I would have preferred? I would have preferred if in Infinity War, Doctor Strange used the time stone to send a message to the uh ancient one or the eternal one. Ancient immortal? What was her ancient name? one? The ancient one. Use the time stone to tell her, hey, by the way, give Hulk the time stone. If he had personally done that. But instead, Hulk was just like, oh, Doctor Strange told me. And she totally trusted him. She was like, okay, I mean, sure. <laughs> um, that was weird to me. I, there, like, when I was watching it the whole time, I just couldn't stop thinking about the implications of this kind of time travel. I know. And, and I was like, we've sat through too many seasons of Doctor Who not to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> not exactly. to think about this. <laughs> like, and I know Doctor Who is like fictional. It's not the you know, end all be all for time travel mm-hmm. stuff, but we've seen enough scenarios to know how certain yeah. things play out. And they try to address it. They're like, this isn't like Back to the Future or like Ted and 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 whatever his name's Great Adventure or, you know, every other time travel movie. This is quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics makes it um super harder, but also super totally inconsequential if you think about it. And I'm like, what? And how does by them what? Like, by them trying to differentiate their time travel logic from all these other movies, I was like, "You're just making it harder." Like, don't don't think about it that way. Just, yeah, just go for it. Like they were trying to make it. I think that's another thing that's tricky about time travel. When you overthink it, it just makes things more complicated. And mm-hmm. so, by the characters overthinking it, you know, it just made things more complex than they needed to be. And like I was. I, I was totally expecting, um, like I mentioned earlier, I was expecting the Harry Potter time travel situation where they, in Harry Potter, they go back in time, they save Buckbeak, but it seems like Buckbeak died in this timeline. But, you know, so I was expecting that kind of situation. And you know what? That is what, not to not to get all DC versus Marvel on this, but that is what Snyder was trying <laughs> to give us with Batman v Superman. <laughs> When the Flash came back and he was like, am I too soon? I'm too soon or something. And he's like, you know, giving Batman the message. And everybody, I remember everybody was like, what the fuck was that? Why is the Flash in this? They're just trying to force their next sequel. This doesn't make sense. And it's like, he's time traveling, guys. He's time traveling and they're setting up the plot (laughs) for time travel later on. That's how that works. He's, you know, it's time travel. He's, uh, and, and it frustrated me that people can get that. And now we're getting this, which is, and like, not to, uh, not to harp on it too much, but I think yeah. when somebody, I think somebody asked Snyder that question because the nightmare, to get in a little DC stuff, the nightmare sequence was supposed to be longer and it was supposed to be more involved in Justice League. And that whole thing was with their, time travel the way they were going to do it they said that there were two windows that flash was able to run through um in order to get to the exact point where he needed to reach Mm. bruce and the way they were explaining it was they weren't just able to time travel freely they had to they had to get the calculations right so that the earth was in the exact same position that it was along that time stream yeah. So it's like, you know, you can't just jump from Tuesday 2019 to like Monday 2015 if the Earth is not yeah. in the same position. Because the Earth is constantly moving, right. so you're going to end up in space. Right. And so that's how they were trying to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how 
it would have been executed. We don't have the Snyder Cut, but it would. <laughs> that's just it's one thing. Is like you know, just keep your time travel simple because the more you expand uh-huh. on it, the more complicated it's going to be. Yeah, and then we have a, and then we have this scene where, like, the way they solved that problem was Tony just shows up with these little wristbands, and he's like, "This is a quantum GPS, so you know exactly your." Lo- I'm like, location you figured it out that time. quick, <laughs> and he figured it out just by saying do the mobius strip which is like oh my god and not only did I, he figure it out he had enough time to make six i was like oh my exactly god. goodness gracious i was like th- these are like these could be weapons of mass destruction and you're just out here carrying six like oh my god. It, was, it, it was it was more funny than nitpicky like that was just me yeah being funny. yeah yeah but like yeah <laughs> it was i don't know it was just and i remember an ant-man because i remember ant-man made it feel like it was a lot more serious than it felt here like them going into the the quantum realm felt like it had a a bigger impact i'd say in ant-man yeah. but here it was kind of just like yeah shrink down and take you know the tunnel on your left and you'll end up where you need to be <laughs> <laughs> well i mean if you've seen the ant-man movies they kind of this movie and that's another thing with the movie it expects you to have seen everything literally yeah like yeah even if it's like really small like it expects you to have seen that movie mm-hmm. so but yeah like thor 2 <laughs> it's like i did not remember a single thing from thor 2 i don't think a lot of people did because <laughs> it's one of the le- lesser favorites of marvel fans yeah but aside from the time travel um what i really liked about the movie i liked the opening sequence with hawkeye Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, that was such a powerful just like I didn't even know his kids like that for real for real. I didn't know his wife for real for real. I didn't even know what she looked like. But just that moment and just knowing that it wasn't happening just to Hawkeye, but to people all over the world, all over the universe. Right. Because, you know, that was really pushing the the weight of the emotional uh, of the emotions behind this. And it was really and it really it really did like put me in that mood. I was like, damn, this is serious. Like <laughs> this snap wasn't just, you know, some little little trip down memory lane. It was like a whole thing. People disappeared, half of the half of the living people. Right. And it's scarier. It's like it's one thing to see Thanos do it and then see the repercussions, mm-hmm. but it's like Imagine you're just driving and then all of a sudden three people just vanish out of your car and it's like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, that's very scary. It's terrifying. And it's like, you don't know what's going on. So first you think they've been kidnapped or something. Then you think they ran away and then you turn on the news and you see it's happening everywhere and you feel that despair and that weight. And man, that was just, that scene was just really, I really liked it. Yeah. And I liked that it was the first scene you see. It's the first thing you see is Hawkeye and, and what happened to him. Um, and they show his little ankle bracelet monitor. So it's like he couldn't have fought in the Avengers Infinity War because he was under house arrest. <laughs> he could have fought. I, Everybody else yeah. was involved. Let's, <laughs> let's not get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to be with his family. But exactly. That was heavy. The scene, you know what? I, I really liked Hawkeye in this movie. I think Hawkeye in this movie, or I guess Ronan now is what he's going by. Um, he was really... Like we like to make fun of Black Widow and Hawkeye because they're up against these superpowered people mm-hmm. and they're like shooting arrows and and tasers or whatever. Um, but Hawkeye really held his own and he knew not to 
overplay his strengths. He wasn't trying to do too much. You know, when he sees a horde of aliens running after him, he runs and he tries to shoot a little bit of bombs right. there to, to stop him, but he keeps running. And he he knew how to fight. He had great fight scenes. Um, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with him right now. I think, wow, he's just... <laughs> <laughs> You're irritating. They, they did a really good job with Hawkeye. This, this movie. I guess because oh, I don't know. They really did because in the first Avengers movie, he was kind of like he was just the cannon fodder. I mean, not mm-hmm. not that he died, but he was just used. Like he wasn't really there for anything. And then the second one, it's mm-hmm. like he did stuff, and then he introduced Scarlet Witch to it and Quicksilver, but Quicksilver unfortunately died, and. Infinity War, he was gone. So in game, they really, I feel like they really did need to prop him up a little bit, and they did really well with it. Yeah, and and he's also kind of like the stand-in for the level of grief that everybody is feeling because they had Ant Man, who is kind of it's like he isn't really feeling the impact of what happened, right? Because he was in a quantum like, realm. Yeah, so it's kind of just like happened two seconds ago, and he's like, oh, we can just turn back time. It's whatever. We had Iron Man who's like, oh, I have everything I've ever wanted, so I don't really want to travel back in time, but I guess I will. LOL. <laughs> um, we have Captain America, who's Captain America. He's used to time traveling. Um, we have... <laughs> yeah, he's being frozen in the iceberg. We have Black Widow, who... You know, Black Widow, she did seem to... She took a hit. Like she seemed emotionally more unstable this this time around because of like she was feeling the impact of all those deaths and I think they kept trying to push that this was her family mm-hmm. and I like that they went through that aspect that this is your family more than you should care for them because they're your romantic interest which is what they tried to do with the Hulk in in Age of Ultron Man. so I'm glad that they moved away from romantic interest and more toward family and I enjoyed that but. The person who seemed the most torn up about this whole thing was really Hawkeye, yeah. and, and and just to see the lengths that he went to and the extent that his mentality just was completely shattered, like his his entire life was basically gone, and he was um, extremely self destructive, and he wanted to take it out on anything and anyone. That was really, I think that was a really good job what they did with the, his character. And yeah, very very impactful. Love it. <laughs> I, even though it was small, I really like the scene where Natasha is asking, asking Rhodey to look for Clint. And he's like, I don't even know if I want to look for him because of all he's done. Yes. And she's like, can you just do it, please? Like, it's just the, not the technique, but like the way Scarlet came across in that scene. I really appreciated mm-hmm. it because it's like, she realizes that clint is in a really bad place but she doesn't care she just wants her family back and mm-hmm. like once roadie finally exits the call and she's like sort of breaking it down a little bit like not letting herself get really crazy breaking down but like mm-hmm. she's just trying to deal with it i was like all right i see you you know you've been studying sharp objects been looking at <laughs> <laughs> been looking at amy adams in that uh in that dressing room after <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the kind of feeling that I got from that scene, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think Scarlett Johansson did really well with that. So props mm-hmm. to her. Um, On the other end of the spectrum, what I didn't like was Thor and how he came off as 
I know that that people express grief and depression in different ways and stuff, but with him, it came off more for comedic purposes than like someone with where with Hawkeye. Like I know Thor in general has been more of a comedic character, and they're like, how are we going to show that he's completely broken while also keep him lighthearted? Which they didn't need to keep him lighthearted, but it's only it's it's honestly because of Ragnarok. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, like. I think comedic mm-hmm. Thor is fine. I like comedic Thor. Um, it definitely gives him another level of characterization that people are finally getting behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like put off by his form of grieving because some, that's how people, that's how some people yeah. usually take it. Like some people, not that it's a joke, but they don't know how to process it if they're not, yeah like being fun and jokey and things like that um so i didn't really have too much of an issue with it and also thor's already lost like a lot of people and so mm-hmm. and they're like gone gone no, yeah. they weren't snapped they like, were <laughs> he lost he, he lost his mother he lost his father he lost his sister even though she wasn't like that big in his life and then his brother's gone yeah. too so he's pretty much at this level of depression that's like mm-hmm. well if i don't do anything like i don't know what's gonna happen so but it's like he he did everything he possibly could do yeah including killing thanos but it was just not enough no it was not enough and and that, that he he went to that place of just despair where he was in denial of everything he's like yeah everything's fine i'm just gonna drink a bunch of beers like who cares <laughs> lol uh, I'm just gonna play Fortnite. Oh gosh, that Fortnite was. <laughs> I was like, that was annoying. Course. Like product that was, placement. That was a little bit. Yeah, like that was a little bit nitpicky of me to hate on it, but I'm like, that dates your movie. Like, it's not Fortnite is already not relevant anymore. People are playing Apex now, so you better get with all it. these battle royale games. I'm like, I don't oh, need God. it. I can't do it. <laughs> but Jesus. Um, speaking of that, killing Thanos. That mm-hmm. scene, it didn't bother me, but it, I just felt off the first time I saw it. I was like, I mm-hmm. guess, like, you just kill, like, I don't know. It just felt weird. And, like, bringing him back, like, the 2014 version of him, that was fine. But, yeah. like, them just killing him right then and there, I was like, I guess, like, this is your menacing villain? Is this your king? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this your villain? But... I don't know. I mean, what, I, I got what didn't over it. Sit well with you. Was it like the way he died, or was it just the? I think it was more the shock value. Like I didn't think they were actually going to do that. Oh. Like, I was like, because at the at the time it was like, well, you killed him. So like, what now? Are you, what are you going to do now? You know, it's like he's gone. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. it felt weird to me. Like I'm weird. It, I got I, over it, but yeah, it, w- when I saw it, I felt. I was like, oh, this is happening fast. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Captain Marvel shows up and then she's like, let's go. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Captain Marvel. I was expecting Captain Marvel to go and fight against Thanos and he's got his little infinity stones and they're going to duke it out and she was going to lose because of the infinity stones. But no, she was like, I'm ready to go. And they all went as a team and that was quick, quick, quick. Boom, he's dead. And then there was that sense of now what? And I think initially I was like, man that was just very fast very aggressive very i know like you know like 
it's like Infinity War, like you mentioned earlier. Infinity War started at ten, just kept going, and then kind of slowed down at the end. Yeah, this was kind of like, like if Infinity War was a, a freight train, just going really fast, and it hit the brakes a little bit too late, and it kept going, and it spilled into Endgame. That spilling into was just that immediately fast sequence of events that happened in Endgame, where it happened very quickly and then Thanos is dead and, and then it's over. Right. And now you have to sit with that decision. I, I think that effect that they did that, that it had on me at the end was, was, um, you know, you feel kind of like what now? And that's, I think that was kind of like pretty effective. Like th- I think that's what they were trying to send through. It's like killing Thanos isn't going to bring him back. You gotta, you gotta just keep moving on with this. You gotta live on, you gotta, watch the rest of these three hour movies and, 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 and see what happens with these characters. And you're like, wow, like he's really gone and it's done. I know. But then of course he's not like, <laughs> <laughs> of course time travel, LOL. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, man. I, I love that. He was like, what was it? I'm inevitable. Is that what he yeah. said? Or something like that. I love that. And then I love that 2014 Thanos is watching that through, um, nebula's eyes and he's like yeah that's right i'm a badass bitch y'all see this shit y'all then, see this? Then, he was hyping himself up i was feeling it he was, like, <laughs> he was like this is my destiny and then his head gets chopped off and everybody's like are you sure and he's like now it's destiny fulfilled i'm like are you yeah he's literally willing to die just for all this to happen i'm like but honestly he saw that he got all six stones <laughs> he accomplished his mission and he was done like he did it <laughs> he i was feeling you know if i was 2014 thanos i would be feeling my oats all the way through like i would be pressed as shit like y'all y'all see what i did i made these hoes i got these hoes so shook they're traveling back in time and breaking the laws of physics just to try and stop me and guess what i'm gonna stop them by traveling forward in time i'm screaming oh my god <laughs> that was intense well, i mean if you like, put it in that perspective it's like dang and you must be feeling bad about yourself because you don't have the stones yet but then you see yourself six years later and you're like man like i'm doing like, it i really you. did that yeah <laughs> yikes he did that <laughs> but it's like imagine if a freshman year you sees you getting your doctorate in like five or six eight years or something oh you're gosh. like wow i really did that <laughs> You know what? Let me travel through forward in time and get that doctorate now, right. so I don't have to go through this whole thing. <laughs> oh my god! Man. But I think I think Thanos. Um, I actually found him a lot more intimidating now, without the Infinity Stones, than I did when he had the Infinity Stones. Because oh. when he had them in an Infinity War, I was just like, oh, he can snap his fingers and then this thing. Like he could literally turn bullets into bubbles, and he can do all this shit. But when he was fighting up against Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, and I was I was shook. He really, he was a really great villain. I really liked that. Um, oh my god, let's let's talk about that last sequence, the third act. Oh, the third act. Where do you even want to start? I because I, seeing it, just seeing it all <laughs> unfold, I was, I feel like that Oprah gift for like she's just like looking up. And she's, she has her hands on her head, and she's just, like, trying to take everything in. It's just, the third act is just, man. Wow, I, what a moment. 
that the way the way it started with the the missile launch and it hit um ant-man i thought ant-man was dead <laughs> i literally thought he was dead that would have been and I, horrible and i went oh i literally had to stop in my tracks because i was like first they're, they're talking about how oh it worked you know birds are back it's like okay i don't which which sent me into another th- train of thought like he really killed half of all living creatures like he killed half of insects half of birds half of trees half of everything the planet's not going to survive that no you kill half of the insects in the world what's who's going to pollinate you know <laughs> but anyway they were talking they were thinking about that and i was like uh and there was the product placement for the pixel 3 and i was like uh okay they put the pixel oh yeah that, that was that the pixel 3 yeah. yeah that was the pixel 3 you know i recognize my google phones oh, i'm on iphone Hulk- now so i don't forget <laughs> uh- <laughs> um anyway and then the missile comes and i just lose my shit (laughs) i think i immediately think ant-man is dead good Um, it's just the fact that it was quiet like it was quiet and it came out of nowhere and you see hulk hulk was looking up into the sky and he can see the shadow and he's like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was Ant-Man is lucky that that he's able to shrink in, like, a second. Because he would have been gone. But just seeing... I was like, that's... Seeing that scene, I'm like, this is officially the third act. Like... Yeah, like, we've we've started. We've begun. We've begun. (laughs) (laughs) We've begun. Like, it was just... I mean, going from there, and then you get Mm -hmm. Rocket and War Machine and... Who's the other character down there? Oh, Hulk. Hulk. They're yeah. just. <laughs> it's They're like, so oh, no, we're drowning. They're like, we're drowning. And I'm like, and I'm oh, like if one of them had died, I would have been so happy. Stop. Like, not happy, but you know, I would have been like, yes, I need some consequences to this. <laughs> I mean, as long as dead, as long as Rocket is okay, <laughs> as long as Rocket is okay, I'm good. Like, oh my god, I'm like, who's who's best? I was thinking that the Hulk going to be like okay i'm trying this new zen hipster thing now but they got me fucked up so i'm going back to hulk smash i'm going back into full hulk mode no longer being a nerd um that would have been amazing but it was it was great it was everything i wanted i wanted you know like all when all the heroes started coming back when he was like on your left, Captain America. LOL. <laughs> um, you know, which is the callback to what was it, Civil Winter War? Soldier. Um, Winter Soldier, a soldier. Um, that was amazing. That was an amazing sequence. Yes, that felt like it was ripped straight out of a comic book because they usually have that big spread of all the heroes fighting against each other, and this time there were enough heroes to fill that spread. Let me tell you something. The- oh, what were you saying? Oh no. no <laughs> <laughs> When the portal opened and like uh-huh. Black Panther, Sherry, and Okoye walked through, my entire theater went crazy. And like <laughs> yeah. this woman was screaming at the top of her lungs, like shouting yes. I was like <laughs> I was like Marvel knew they had to let the black people <laughs> get their shine. They know. And like they, in they one know. minute, they was like, We'll give it to you like for two seconds before we get into the fight sequence so you can get more money. But mm-hmm. like they came back just just seeing and then i was like man like in these movies we've really been seeing like small scale battles and then you they, mm-hmm. they open these portals and i'm like where do all these wizards come from where do all these wizards come from <laughs> where were 
were you? you got, like, where were where you? Where were you? You got all these. You got all these wizards. You got all these. Uh, like all the Asgardians and the Valkyries. I'm like, you have a freaking Pegasus. Uh, where did the Pegasus come from? Like, where was where, where was, was she that at the whole time? It was, <laughs> it was a whole lot. I'm like, where was they all had the this? Wakandans coming out with their little spaceships? They had, oh my god! I was but like, was... they saved it for the last, and it turned out great. Mm-hmm. So I'm not complaining. I just wonder where they all were. <laughs> and and when when Captain said Avengers Assemble, like I know it, it sounds really cheesy in real life, but I was living for it. No, I was. Every, I, we did. were all living for it. This is this is what I need. <laughs> it was like, and uh, even the way he said it, I was like, "Oh, he's angry now!" Like, mm-hmm. give it to me. <laughs> like, I, I, oh god, I was just living like, especially when he had Mjolnir, like, just oh swinging it my around. God. I oh knew, my god. I knew at some point it was going to happen. Thor was like, "I freaking knew it." I was like. <laughs> I was like, bitch, me too. The fuck? <laughs> like, I saw that hammer wiggle in <laughs> Age of Ultron. You know what else wiggled when that happened? I'm not going to say it, but you know. <laughs> Wait a minute. I- <laughs> but no, like, not only did he have Mjolnir, I mean, he was wielding it like he had it for 10 years. I was like, you already knew how to do that shit. He was like, I've seen Thor do this a few times. You just swing it around, you throw it, you come. In. I don't I mean, know how he knew, just, but I don't care. Just the techniques of using both Mjolnir and the shield. I was like, this is insane. Oh, wow. This is insane. Wow. Like, it was great. And then seeing. We are living. Saying all the women. See, Marvel was like, okay, we'll give you all your little demographics. We'll give the black people first. (laughs) Then we'll do. We got the black people checked. We'll do 10 minutes (laughs) minutes of fight. And then the next demographic, we'll give all the women, all the women women. heroes, you know, except for Black Widow, even though she was the first. Like. (laughs) But we won't address that. We won't address that. But even with all the women, I was like, I'm here for it. Like, just seeing it. I was like. You know, they had the heavy hitters like Captain Marvel and I Pepper Potts was, and all I that. I thought they were gonna say. I thought they were gonna say, "I'm with her." <laughs> I was gonna fucking lose it. I was gonna fucking lose it. <laughs> I'm I'm hollering. <laughs> I would have been irritated. I would have been so blown. That would have killed me. But like that was a cute little moment. <laughs> but no it was great it was just you know seeing spider-man come back that's always cool i like his spider-man it's just yeah his movies are another thing but seeing him come back (laughs) seeing him come back and like get his shine and all that seeing him activate the kill mode that was great um Mm -hmm. and i really like that they were getting beat up like there was blood there were bruises they were injured like oh, even yeah. Captain America, after he fought himself, he had a little bruise on his cheek, you know, from where he punched himself. Yeah. And I'm like, Thanos punched you square in the face with <laughs> five of the six Infinity Stones, and you didn't get a scratch, but now you got a whole ass bruise for the rest of the Thanos movie because you him, punched yourself. Punched him twice. Yeah, he punched. Exactly. He punched him once in Infinity War and once in Endgame. I'm like, you should be gone by now. <laughs> <laughs> This man punched the Hulk back into Bruce Banner, and <laughs> Steve Rogers is just like, "Oh, I whatever." It's just another day for me at the office. But anyway, 
I I really enjoyed it. And what I what I also enjoyed is that um there is there is the the way they transition from one hero to another to another like yes. the way it flowed. And then when Scarlet Witch was like, You took everything and he's like, I don't even know who you are <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you better learn today. <laughs> I was living for that part. I was. Uh, oh my god! I needed. God. I, I needed. I wanted her to do more, but she did a lot. I know. I wanted her to do more. I was like, "Give me, give me Dark Phoenix, Scarlet Witch. Like, please give me that." Moment. Exactly. Give, like, <laughs> if I can't see it with Jean Grey, at least give it to me with Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> like, like, I need something. Fuck it. I need. I need Peter Parker to look at her and be like, "Whoa, she's rising from the ashes like some sort of phoenix." Oh my and, then, <laughs> and then for her to go like. <laughs> <laughs> like really fuck him up <laughs> man but, uh, she was great i just i want them to do more with her and i hope with this disney show yeah i mean i'm probably gonna watch it like <laughs> there's 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 no other way but i hope she gets to do a lot because she hasn't really she's gotten stuff in the movies but mm-hmm. it's always been like a five second highlight and then we move on to the next one yeah and it's always just telekinesis like that's all she's doing is telekinesis but like she can do so much more she can in- but i know she's depowered a little bit in the movie so i, I mm-hmm. live with it um Whatever. it was great seeing pepper in iron man suit i like that oh, yeah, i like the I circle shot that. with her and tony any the iron that man was suits. cute it's like a little mr and mrs miss uh a smith moment you know when brad and angelina jolie uh, angelina jolie were like you know, shooting guns uh-huh. and with their back against each other. I was like, this is cute. This is your little couples counseling or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know where the, I don't know why he made her suit blue, but it was, it was, I don't it was know. Fun. I was here for it. I was like, okay, a little cute little blue suit. Like everything's fine. Yeah, it's, a, it's a moment. It's an outfit. Yeah. Um, I think when, oh my God, I, I was, I was frustrated with the, the part where they're like, trying to fix the time machine or whatever what were they trying to do ant-man was trying to they do were trying to fix it the... or turn I... it on or something it was like it didn't have enough power so they're probably trying yeah, to turn like, it on i was like okay this is uh, let's get back to the fighting like <laughs> i kind of i kind of wish they gave us a little bit more with wasp because yeah even though she was in ant-man and wasp and i liked her in that i think it would have been interesting to see the battle from another perspective like a smaller perspective um mm-hmm. you know so like they're flying like if they're flying through and they're like you know you see like the shield fly past it's like man like that thing's really big or you see like mjolnir or stormbreaker flying past and things like that and you see like really mm-hmm. giant laser beams and stuff i think that would have been really cool but they're cute for what they did you know like i said 10 seconds like <laughs> they literally yeah. just gave everybody 10 seconds but it was great um I like seeing Okoye and Shuri. I don't know where Lupita was. I just realized she wasn't in there. Oh, yeah. She was too. She was filming. She was busy with the tethers. (laughs) Yeah. She didn't have time for Thanos. Yeah. You know what she was doing. She was she was busy doing something else. I mean, everybody. (laughs) We already saw a few tethers in this in this movie. We got Captain America seeing his double. So how do we feel about Tony getting the affinity stones and then eventually dying because of it. I I feel like it makes sense. Like it's a good bookend to 22 years and with Tony starting it even though I th- I thought 
the Incredible Hulk came out before Iron Man, but it was like a they Iron Man came out like a month before Incredible Hulk. Oh well, people don't like Incredible Hulk anyway, so they don't even acknowledge it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think it was it was a really good moment. Like the way he died, it made sense to me. I'm like, yeah, he's a lot weaker than the Hulk and a lot weaker than Thanos. Like the Hulk might be able to survive this, and Thanos trained for this his whole life, but he is gonna die. Right. Um. He, I like that he didn't have any cheesy last words because he was literally in shock, like just fucking i don't even know if he was conscious like you know fully aware of what was going on i don't think so that's what made it kind of sad it's like <clears throat> yeah it's like dang like he couldn't even say anything it was just because he was just you've seen done. you've seen that you've seen it before in like movies and some mm-hmm. people probably have seen it in real life so actually seeing that and knowing what's going on like yeah, yeah it was very tough it was it was kind of hard i didn't like I didn't like that Spider-Man came out of nowhere and he was like, hey, we did it, Mr. Stark. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, are you okay? LOL. <laughs> and then Gwyneth Paltrow had to like push him aside like, he's my husband. <laughs> I need to get to him. <laughs> Stop. Can you step aside? And he's like, oh my gosh, but Tony Stark. And it's, she's like, move. Uh, you know, I, I I wanted to punch a Spider-Man at that moment because like give her her moment. Um, I was surprised Steve didn't go over Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess he was busy or something. They were standing right there. <laughs> but no, that's cool. He's... No, I, I, I like that they kept it with um, Pepper because, you know, that's that's his boo. That's his his, his wife or whatever. And um, like, I like that it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't like, tell my daughter that I love her or something. Oh, God. Yeah. And his last words were, I'm Iron Man. And that's cute, you know, because that's how he started off his career in, at the end of Iron Man 1. Um, I like his, his death. I like his funeral was kind of bland, but I liked his death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all can't go out to the tune of Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But I sure damn will. So. <laughs> I was so mad that somebody on Twitter was like, I can't believe nobody recognized Harley. I'm like, who is Harley? And they're like, I really got mad. Talking about I the really... little kid from Iron Man 3. I'm like, oh my God. Iron Man 3, first of all, came out in 2013. And then y'all don't even talk about Iron Man 3. Who's going to remember that little boy? Oh my God. But, and he hit whole puberty. <laughs> exactly. Whole puberty. You know, you acting like puberty doesn't change your body when you're. But that's whatever like it's cute it was there for the fans it was there for the people who were really into that um 22 movie marathon before watching infinity war or endgame that's still at least what? 10 movies between iron man 3 and, and endgame like oh my god because <laughs> <laughs> iron man 3 was the seventh movie that's 15 movies between i stop can't. you expect me to remember him all right I don't even remember Iron Man 3. Huh? Exactly. You know, it was sad when, when Thor went to visit Asgard and he's like, oh, a lot happens. My mother dies. I break up with my girlfriend. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. He's like, Natalie Portman has the ether inside of her. And I'm like, did she? Did she really? Yeah. What? I think it, it, it kind of like infiltrated her body. Oh my God. I I didn't really just remember any of that at all. But <laughs> whatever i think it was it was a good ending um to tony stark's life yeah (laughs) 
which is a nice way of saying it was a good way to die. He died, and it was nice. Yeah, he went out swinging or snapping. So I guess, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Oh, I didn't. I didn't like that Thanos died like Voldemort. You know, turning into dust and just fading away. I really wanted him to die like for real, for real, like Thor coming in and swinging his axe again, just just to make it feel umph, you know, feel that that impact behind it. Yeah. Because we know that getting dusted can be undone eventually, as we've seen. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Thanos was a great villain. I liked him better in this movie than I did in the in the Infinity War. I think he was a lot more menacing. Yeah, he had a. Uh... He had better, progr- he had a better progression, I would say, in Endgame than mm-hmm. he did in Infinity War. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since like with Infinity War, it was present day Thanos getting all the stones, and Endgame is like it was past Thanos, but he was like, "Oh, I already did it, so let me just go ahead and do it again." Like, <laughs> yeah, like he had a, it was more bravado that came with him, so it was good. So now let's get into some aftertaste. This is the end of a 22 <laughs> movie, 11 year spanning era. So how do we feel about the movie and the franchise as a whole? And what do we grade the movie? So immediately after the movie, I was like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. This was a good movie. It, I, I wouldn't say it was like the best movie I've ever seen or was it a perfect movie, but I immediately after I thought it was a really good movie and it was up there as one of my, my favorites. I think it still is. You know, mm-hmm. it still is up there as one of my favorites MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I sit with it for a while and I just think like there's just so many little things you could poke at you know like so many issues that i had there were just moments that i really was like did this movie really need to be three hours long did they really need to show like a sequence of tony stark teaching nebula how to play paper football or you know did did we need the whole scene in the diner with the whole taking selfies you know um so i you know being critical it is like if you're going to be telling audiences that you're going to be filling a movie for three hours and it's, and, and this is, it better be worth it. You know, is what I'm saying. Right. It better be, it better be something that, um, that leaves an impact. Every scene needs to have a purpose. And some of those scenes really didn't, there was a whole taco bell section where Ant-Man is eating his tacos. I'm like, what the <laughs> f- sponsored, I guess. Um, I think like, I I really would have preferred if they'd done like a two and a half hour movie mm-hmm. and then just had an extended edition for the fans, like that would have um, been nice. like Lord of the Rings sort of did that, and uh and Watchmen is also an, a really long movie, but it was really long for a purpose, like for a reason. The source material is jam packed with material. I personally, I personally think movies should do that anyway, like because mm-hmm. if you have. You know, as long as if the extended cut still tells the same story and everything still works, you know, then just release an extended cut. Like, you don't have to just yeah. put out the theatrical cut. If somebody wants to spend an extra 30 to 30 minutes to an hour watching the same movie, then let them do it, you know? Yeah. So, and then I'm totally fine with that. There's the other issue of, like, 
movie theaters having to stay open late and being overworked and o- understaffed oh, for this that, and it's not those it's not like really the movie's fault it's like more of it's just the hype yeah. the nature of the hype but yeah, i don't know it, it's a very serious thing to have a movie being three hours long and i don't think this movie really fulfilled it three hours you know it, it didn't need to be three hours long no, I, I felt um and there was just a lot of issues i had like with time travel that we mentioned before which is something that um you can probably come up with a bunch of theories and stuff and and oh my god like like captain america going back in time does that really make sense because now Peggy Carter has Captain America. Does that mean that the Peggy Carter TV show is no longer valid? Where did he get the shield from to give to Falcon? You know, is that is that shield from another Captain America that he stole? And does that Captain America not have a shield? The way I what? saw it, do you did you watch Dark on Netflix? No. Oh, so but do you know what it's about? Kind of. Like a German show? Yeah, it's a German. It's... <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> well, shameless plug. Watch Dark if you guys uh-huh. are into, like, sci-fi, but also into, like, international shows. I hear it's like an adult German Stranger Things. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I would say more, <laughs> more mature, whereas Stranger Things is, like... Stranger Things is kind of serious, but it still has that youthful element. Dark is, like... Uh-huh. You're about to get into some things. So anyway, yeah. in the show, um, oh, it's like a light spoiler. Um, in the show, you have this main character and his dad commits suicide. And so his dad commits suicide. He writes him a letter and he hasn't read the letter yet. Um, and so the boy is like going through life. His dad's gone. You know, he's just trying to live his life and he has a best friend and his best friend has a younger brother. And the younger brother ends up missing in the woods mm-hmm. at like night. And so he goes into this tunnel and he ends up, you know, just going missing. But turns out he actually went back in time like 33 years before. Cause that's the thing with their town. It's like every 33 years, something big happens. And so whenever somebody time travels, they go back in time 33 years. Um, and so the little boy went back in time 33 years and met the main character's mother. And so the main character's brother, the main character's friend's brother turned out to be his father. <gasps> wow. And so the father and the little boy existed in the same timeline. Uh-huh. But time was still intact somehow because the little boy did. He went into the tunnel pretty much. So that's kind of yeah. how I was thinking about with Captain America. So you have... Yeah. It's the, that's more of a it's a it's a loop right it's a continuous loop like he's always going to end up going back in time and doing this and like the it's basically like harry potter 3 again like. right so it's like you have captain america he does everything with the avengers he goes back in time lives with peggy and they grow old together so while the main mm-hmm. timeline is going on you have an older captain america he's just really low-key like he's like yeah. in the background that's how i interpreted it um mm-hmm. But then, like, time kind of fixed itself, so that's how they were able to see him on a tree. Like, on a, you know, the tree. He was sitting on a tree. Yeah. Um, and that's how they found him, but that's how time always was. It's just that that was their origin point for that loop, pretty much. 
Uh-huh. It's very it's weird, but if I look at it in that way, then it makes sense. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the the logistics of like I don't know enough about Agent Carter and all that, uh-huh. but I I just feel like a lot of her character has been to forget about Captain America. And then didn't she she died in um Winter Soldier, I think Civil what, War. What Civil War. And she was old then, and she was like, oh, it's glad to see you again. So him, she didn't imply in any way that's like, oh, I know you're going to, like, travel back in time and see me. <laughs> she she was just like, oh, this is so sad, and, and she died. Um, so that that just kind of messed with me a little bit. Like, I was like, if if it's a continuous loop, then there's a lot of inconsistencies within the movies where wherever um peggy shows well at that point it wouldn't be continuous yeah so because older steve would have been there if he lived if he outlived peggy exactly so it's it's a new timeline it's kind of shifting the timelines now so what happened in this timeline's infinity war you know or um civil war or whatever and and also wait yeah thanos if thanos traveled into the future he never did Infinity War. Technically, no. And that's the but thing. It's it, like with. But I guess he's from another timeline then. Well, and they're just all existing on their own separate timeline. And Thanos' timeline, where he left in 2014, just never experienced Infinity War. And everybody's just like chilling. And then this timeline, the main timeline, Thanos shows up from the previous time. You know, it's, it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like the the paradox where there's a paradox where you travel back in time to shoot your grandfather, but because you shoot your grandfather, you were never born, so you never traveled back in time to shoot him. It's kind of like that. Like Thanos traveled into the future, but because of the Infinity Stones, but because he wasn't there to do Infinity War, the Infinity Stones were never an issue, so he's never. You know what I mean? Right. It's. That also kind of bothered me. And then there's Gamora, who's also from 2014. Did she get dusted? Because she was gone. Like no, she she died. Like he threw her off a cliff. Right? No, I'm talking about in the oh, third like act. when he when he snapped his finger. Like did she get dusted now? Yeah, because she was gone. I, she left. I don't know. Maybe she's living her own life. Because I wouldn't expect her to be with Peter Quill because they don't know each other, right. or like she doesn't know him at this point. Um, maybe Peter's gonna try to woo her again um if he truly loves her and uh but it but nebula did tell gamora that that was the man that loved her and that she loved so i feel like she would expect him to come find her if he really loves her and she's just like i don't know this stranger i'm gonna go live my own life and she's like i guess this man loves the future version of me so he might come find me i don't know Uh, it's 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 weird. And then and then the whole part where Nebula shoots herself, you know, if that was back to the future rules, that would have automatically killed her. It would have created a paradox, but it's not back to the future rules. It's jumping through alternate timeline rules. Right. That's just that was just really something that that stuck with me. Like I think they were they were really not um they really didn't want to make the time travel too complicated they just wanted to give us a few simple rules like we're going to take the stones at this moment and we got to return the stones 
back to that specific moment. All right. No rules, no implications, no nothing. Just know that that's what happens. And then, and then how did, I'm going on tangents about this, but you know what, whatever. Mm. Um, they gave us a three hour long movie. You can sit, <laughs> sit through this whole, <laughs> but, and then how did Captain America return all the stones? Like, did he make a Tesseract again? Did he return the soul stone to uh, whatever that planet's called? Did he see Red Skull? Did he, when he returned this, the soul stone, did Black Widow come back to life? Is that how she gets, ends up in the TV show? Um, you know what? Because isn't Black Widow getting... She's getting a movie, yeah. right? I, so... I don't know how they're going to fix it. Just a lot. Like, it, it would be easy just to hand the time stone back to the ancient one. Just be like, here you go. LOL. Bye. Peace. Um, but what about the other stones? Right. Do you have to inject Natalie Portman with the red stone again? You probably like, did. You have to... What? What are the implications of that? What... What? I'm not going. I'm not going to think too much into it. it's. It's really. <laughs> it's really a lot, and that was one of my worries. Yeah. When they started using time travel, I'm like, okay, you're going to open a whole can of worms. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's. It, you're going to open a whole can of worms, and not only are you doing it once, like you're doing it six times. You know, because yeah. you needed to get six different stones. So it's like. Well, they did it. How many? Because like two, three stones were in one location, but then they didn't. You know what? They did it many times. Yeah, they did a lot. And the mind stone was in the scepter. Did he put it back in the scepter and give it back to Hydra, knowing that that was Hydra and that they were gonna do something with it? I don't know what happened to the scepter after that. Um, it's it's weird. Did he break back into Tony Stark's dad's facility to put? the tesseract back where it was but how did he make the tesseract i don't know mm-hmm. a lot of questions a lot of theories that people are going to come up with probably which would be an interesting read on reddit <laughs> overall um <laughs> initially i gave the movie a nine out of ten because i was like still living off the high yeah. but right now i think i'm going to give the movie a, an eight eight point five out of ten mm-hmm. just because like it did feel like a good closing to the series. It felt like a great end to an era. It felt like um, it was a really great time. It was. I enjoyed that Marvel uh, pushed for a bigger emotional impact with a lot of their characters, and they didn't, you know, they didn't shy away from that. And uh, and it was just amazing um, third act. So I, I, I give it closer to it in eight point five, like a B, you know. 8.5 out of 10. Um, yeah, good job, Marvel. Good job. Yeah, I give it like a 8.5 out of 10, too. Like, um, I mean, it was good. That I think saying it that first time, it was like, that's it kind of threw me off. So that was already mm-hmm. like, eh. That's why when you asked how it was, and I was like, it was all right. That was like, yeah. that was my immediate... <laughs> reaction to it because they were using time Uh travel and i'm like this is going to get complicated if you try to make it make sense but saying it a second time i was like okay they're doing it it's good like the before the movie even came out i told them we were talking about it and i was like as long as they give us visual eye candy and yeah you know instant gratification and they close the loop on a lot of the story points it's going to be good you know, because it's like 11 years, a lot of stuff is left open. As long as they close that stuff, 
we're all good. And so I think I'm at an 8.5 only because the time travel stuff can get messy. So it doesn't make it a concrete, you know, a concrete mm-hmm. movie, even though it's really good. And then at the same time, like you said, I don't think it needed to be three hours. The first time I saw it, it didn't feel like three hours. But the second time I saw mm-hmm. it, I was like, okay, I'm feeling like we're really here because it's like, you know, what's coming next, but you forget how long it actually took to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am. 8.5. Um, and then once it comes out on DVD, if I buy it on DVD and rewatch it, my opinions might change. I mean, you can wait for it to come on Netflix. I think. Oh, oh no, no it's going to Disney plus. Yeah. Disney totally said bye <laughs> um, to Netflix. <laughs> right. I forgot. <laughs> Infinity War is on Netflix right now if you want to relive your Infinity War moment. For the time so, being. Yeah, for the time being. So you better get on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay, so any that's, closing, that's closing comments? Um, good job, Marvel. It's been a long time. I think I started this journey in 2011. Because that's when I first got Netflix. And Netflix had like the first few Marvel movies on there. So I was like, all right, let me check this out. I had no idea, you know, what who Iron Man was, who Iron Man was. I didn't know about, like, Thor, really. I knew who Hulk was. Um, Captain mm-hmm. America, I didn't really know anything about him. But, you know, starting that journey all the way back then and then seeing how it comes out to now, like, it feels like a very satisfying mm-hmm. end to a lot of their journeys. Um, so I think yeah. I think it was really great. I like I said before when we talked about Star Wars taking a break. I want Marvel to take a break, even though I know they won't. You know, mm-hmm. I think giving us that good break between your first saga and then starting like another like you know saga or whatever. I think it would be good to give people a breather and also get them, you know, re-energized to see something new. Especially since they have the X Men, like that gives you time to really develop a story and see where everything goes Hmm. so that's my feelings yeah it's been it's been a hell of a ride (laughs) i've I've been there from from the beginning from 2008 i had the toys i had the video games (laughs) i was impressed about iron man there have been ups and there have been downs with marvel i have been angry at marvel i have been super frustrated with them but i'm glad that they delivered with this final film they did a they did a um a really good job with it and it's 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 been a hell of a ride. It's gonna be hard to top that, but we'll see what, what you have in store. Um thank you, Marvel, for giving us this life. Like, can you imagine if ten years ago somebody told you that you were gonna see all these heroes on the big screen? No fighting. Like it's insane. It's it's honestly I would have believed crazy. I would have believed that we would have seen a Justice League movie before seeing Avengers mm-hmm. with all these characters. Like, because, you yeah. know, DC's been making movies, so it's like, oh, that kind of makes sense. They've already been at the game. But seeing where Marvel started to where they are now, I couldn't believe it. You know? Insane. And especially all the memories you make with the friends, you know, watching the movies and talking, talking about, about talking um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting ready for the next movie and things like that. Uh, 
I hope there's not another time where buying tickets is a stressful moment. It was, it was, (laughs) I I mean, luckily for me, I was going by myself. So I just bought a ticket like the day of a few hours before, but as a group, I'm so glad um, that I'm so glad I wasn't the one to get the tickets because I thought they were going on sale at eight in the morning, but they actually went on sale at six in the morning. (laughs) So, so Jamal ended up getting the tickets and he got it in like the nick of time because it was like Jeez. eight or nine of us going. And mm-hmm. so it was a lot, but uh, hopefully there's not another movie that forces us to do that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, Star Wars in December <laughs> might, but that's a long ways away. So I don't think so. <laughs> After The Last Jedi. <laughs> there's still a lot of we'll Star Wars fans. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it when we cross that bridge. Yeah. All right. Let's close out this episode. I don't know how long it's going to be. Like, it's probably going to be as long as the movie. But <laughs> but this has been Saya. And, and this has been Oscar. And we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We're probably not going to do a Game of Thrones episode for the middle of the season. Only yeah, because. The finale. Well, definitely the finale. But yeah. only because the middle of the season, it was like. It was good, but we were kind of betting on like more people dying <laughs> so we could update our sheets. So, more consequences. <laughs> exactly. So, Gosh. yeah, we'll probably come back for then and then we'll definitely do more movie reviews and we got to do some more uh, cutting board episodes. Nothing new has really happened, but I like those episodes. It allows mm-hmm. us to discuss a lot. But until then, we will see you guys in the next one. Peace. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you liked today's episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to the show to get the latest updates. We also encourage feedback and comments, so feel free to drop them wherever you're listening to us. And be sure to check out our Twitter and NerdSpicePod to find the show on other platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We hope to hear from you soon.